Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on June 7th, 2019. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman, and of course with us because of our great partnership with SouthBayByJackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, Kelly, how are you doing today? It's Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. <laughs> Wait, are you taking my line, Jackie? I think oh, so. oh, gosh. Oh, I'm I sorry. So. I didn't mean. I didn't mean to step all over you. Those are your lines. I'm sorry. I'm doing well, Joe. Kelly, how are you? <laughs> wonderful, Kelly. That's wonderful, Jackie. Actually, I like the way you said it because it's really not my line, but it no. was close to my it, line. But it, I love the enthusiasm. Okay, what's your line? Happy Friday. What's my line? Happy Friday. <laughs> happy Friday. Okay, I, what I say? It's Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Okay, no, happy Friday. I got to remember not to step on that because we can't stand it when people steal other people's lines. Right. <laughs> I'm kidding you. You can step wherever you want. Just not, you know, yeah, not there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Was that TV show, What's Your Line? Wasn't it a, that a game show? Yes, what's game my show. line? Yes. What's yeah. my line or what's what? your line? No, what's, what's my, my line? line? And, because you, they were defending and pretending, well, two people were pretending one person was really a, I don't know, a go-go dancer or a bank president or something. Hey, I have I have a fun fact for you, a little trivia. Um, okay. Not not many people know this. Speaking of game shows and kind of uh, speaking of, you know, one person was this, one person was that, I was on To Tell the Truth many, many moons ago. Really? What? Really? <laughs> I knew were it, were you that. lying or were you telling the truth? Uh, I was an imposter. Um, I you were an was impersonated. Mm-hmm. This is oh my gosh! This was twenty plus years ago, twenty five plus years ago, and uh, I was approached at the time. I was working for the Estee Lauder Corporation. I was down at the Macy's in South Coast Plaza, which which at the time was our biggest account, and um, walking around. Believe it or not with Martha Stewart planning a bridal expo fashion show and makeup thing, you know, all of this, and with the store managers and all these you know, big wigs and everything. And yeah. um, after we kind of broke up and I walked away a little bit, somebody approached me and they said, excuse me, um, we're, you know, so-and-so from Mark Goodman, Bill Podson uh, Productions. Productions, and we yeah. Like to, yeah. yeah. Remember them? And we'd yeah. like to know if you'd like to be on to tell the truth. And I laughed, and I'm like, I looked around, and I'm like, uh, you're kidding. And they're like, no, we're, we're dead serious. <laughs> and 
and I'm like, am I on Canon camera? Can remember those days? I was on Canon camera. Uh, yes, really yes, 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 yes. And I looked around, and I'm like, oh, come on. And they're like, no, we've been watching you for, like, the last half hour, and you're talking, and you're greeting people. Yeah. And we'd love for you to impersonate the new Miss World. And I'm like, what? Oh. I go, come on. I go, I, you know, I, I was hysterical. I was, I was positive. I was on um, Canon camera. You know, yeah, somebody was yeah. filming me. And well, uh, they're like, no, no, they, they pull out their business card. I just, I, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, I just uh, these these people when they approach a gorgeous, beautiful woman <laughs> and just make her offers. I don't know. I don't know if I like that kind of. <laughs> I, that's well, I happening. ended up doing it. They were for real, Joe. And I wow. they finally convinced me that they were for real. And I had to go into like the studio, like whatever, like three days later and you know, make sure I could say my ABCs and um, <laughs> filmed like the next weekend. And I uh, was one of two people, you know, who were imposters. We had the real Miss World, which at the time was mm. Gina Tollison, who, another fun fact, went on to marry Alan Sick. Uh, um, mm-hmm. But I know this is this is all a good story, and I don't want to get too far off the topic here. But um, mm-hmm. we uh, we did it, we did it, and I got three out of the four votes, and that just kind of uh, upset the real Miss World <laughs> because she was a little oh wow turned, yes you know, that she I bet. all the votes right oh, yeah oh, I bet. Days, um, you were better Kitty at her Carlisle. than she was yeah, yeah. Kitty. Kitty Carlisle, David Niven Jr., right. Mother Love, and I don't remember the other judge, but uh, it's super fun. So there you go. There's a little fun fact. Isn't that I can't funny? Wait to find that. I'll just I'm just going to throw this out there. My mom was on Match Game many many moons ago, and I don't remember anything about it. I wasn't born yet, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But they were fun. They were fun shows. So so Kelly, you got to bring us. Uh, up to date with what is going on with the Chamber this week, last week, coming week. The, the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. Always interesting, never dull. Um, I'm always fascinated at how many events we put on <laughs> every single week. There's little events, there's big events, and we are always constantly in motion over here. Um, so, okay, so since we talked last Friday morning, we had the official ribbon cutting of S Club last Friday. Um, I know I mentioned that last week. And I got to meet um, uh, a former linebacker for the New England Patriots, which is, you know, way up there. And uh, before that, he played for the 49ers, which was my childhood team. I grew up in Northern California. So I met uh, Tolly Banta Kane, and he actually lives here in Manhattan Beach. His grandmother owns a very old home, you know, and she, when she passed away, he inherited it, and he grew up coming here in the summertime. So that was kind of fun. He was there. Um, he works out at S Club and uses all their sports therapy, you know, um, equipment. So he it was fun. But we had a great opening there. And then, let's see, last weekend we had the Walk with Sally, uh, Red, White, and Blues, which is kind of a precursor fundraiser to the – White Light, White Night, and that was a lot of fun. It was, you know, all the who's who and um, whomever, you know, could make it out to celebrate and um, gear up for White Light. Uh, let's see. What else have Gosh, we that, been doing? That's, ne- that's next month already. That is, is next month already. Why? Wow. I, know. I, I don't understand. This year is just flying by. You know, I turned around yesterday. It was even a March, and now White Light, <laughs> White Night is coming up July. I, wow. I know. You know, didn't your mother always tell you when you got older that uh, time flies when you get older? Just be careful. Quit complaining. Mm-hmm. You're bored, you know. And it yeah. does. Mm-hmm. It just it goes so fast. I, I'm, I, every Friday morning, I'm like, oh, my gosh, radio show again. Here we go. You know, I'm sure you guys yeah. really do that. <laughs> I do this all the yeah. time. It's like, it's, you know, and then Monday morning, I'm like panicking, going, where's my guest, you know, information? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Kelly, anyway. Kelly, I have to, yeah. Kel- no, I have to say Kelly. Best mm-hmm. uh, best producer we've ever had. I mean, you. I don't even have to send oh. an email as a reporter. Yeah. Uh, seriously, I, I don't even have to. I don't even have to send her an email, Joe. I I just right. put stuff in my inbox. Can you say that again, really slowly? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ready? Best producer ever. Okay. Ever. Oh, ever. 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 Um, ever. Thank you. Well. It's fun. It's fun to be with you guys. And you know what? My member, the chamber members make 
make it easy for me because I have a big war board in my office with all of our different events, mm-hmm. big and small, everything. And I, by radio, for the most part, um, I have guests booked for the next three to four weeks already. So all I have mm-hmm. to do is make sure I've sent them the email with all the information and make, and then nudge them to get the information to me. But people want to be on your show, you guys. And so as long as I'm organizing, you know, send them the ask email, they usually get me the information ahead of time. Sometimes they don't. And then I got to mm-hmm. shake them a little bit, but um, it's, you know, everybody wants to be on the show and that right. makes my job easier. So um, I thank I, you guys I, for I, that. And, and Kelly, at this time, I'd like to um, just give a commercial out for those uh, chamber members out there. This is an opportunity for you to present your business, to talk about your business, to, to uh, engage with potential uh, clients in the future. And then once it's recorded, you can download it and you can upload it to your website. This is a permanent record of a, of a conversation, just like a video, but easier. Uh, I agree. Free. And we, it's free, and we all know that content is king, right, Joe? And uh, when, king. I'm talking with, when I'm talking with new members, when I'm talking with members, maybe re-engaging ones, uh, meeting them right. for the first time, they've been members, but I don't know them. Um, and I really try to sit down and strategize with them. Who are they? What is their mission? What, what's their goals? What do they have coming up? You know, what's important to them? And, and work on a little bit of a marketing plan on how the chamber can help them with whatever the, their initiatives or their messaging is. And, you know, I, you know, some people grab onto the radio show option immediately. Others want to do a lunch and learn. Some want to do seminars. Others want nothing. They just want their name like on the website or in the directory and they're happy with that. And that's what I love about this chamber is we have programming from things like this, the radio show, to lunch and learns, to massive events that kind of fit every size and shape of member we have because we have all different sizes and shapes. And um, this is one of many things. But I always do say exactly what you said, Joe. It is that it is the URL that Jackie sends me immediately after the show is over that people are are able to add to their social media, their websites, and share with potential customers or whatever, that is um, worth all the time and energy and it's weight and gold. And um, I've never had one person go, oh, that wasn't fun or, oh, that was horrible. I think, ah! As you guys <laughs> agree, Every, everybody wants to do it again. Everybody wants it more than an hour. We are never at a loss for words. And I always tell everybody, sometimes I'm actually recommending it to people, and they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, trust me, it's easy. Just trust me on this. I'm not going to let you fail. I'm not going to let you feel uncomfortable or stumble, you know. And I go, it's, it's awesome and fun. And sometimes the conversations, you know, we have no idea where they're going to kind of blossom into this, you know, different conversations. So I've never That's had right. anybody go, oh, no, that was just miserable. <laughs> um, you know, you know, you know, Kelly, it's fun. You know what we were saying earlier? What did your mother tell you? Time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. And that and that goes for the show. You know, I mean, people right. are like, what am I going to talk about for an hour? We're like, don't worry about it. Don't even worry right. about it. So, yep. Right. Yeah. Going I to agree. have fun. So, um, this weekend, big weekend with the Manhattan Beach Education <clears throat> Wine Auction. Just like kind of like White Light, White Night, you know, the wine auction comes up every year again. It's like, holy cow, it's that time. And, you know, that raises over $1.5 million plus, plus, plus dollars. And all that money goes towards, um, you know, making our education uh, in Manhattan Beach a better place and um, big event. And they've added extra tickets this year. They kind of opened up more of the tennis court area at the country club. And so there actually are tickets still available. Yes. If anybody out yes. there has their plans have changed, and usually this time of year there are no tickets available to the wine auction. It sells out. Well, this year they got creative with some spacing, and so they opened up other areas and were able to uh, increase the headcount for the tickets, and there are tickets um, remaining. And so you can go on the Manhattan Beach Education Foundation website and you'll see the wine auction and the ability to buy the tickets. But uh, I think people are so programmed that usually it's sold out. They can't even, you know, buy a ticket. Kelly, but, um, yeah, I yeah. mentioned that. I mentioned that in my weekend guide yesterday. It was in my weekend guide. And I, I, and I, I, I said, you know, as of yesterday, because I, I always check, you know, normally – uh, not, not, no kidding, Kelly. That sells out in a week or two, generally. 
and yeah. and I have the information on my website. But then, I, you know, as soon as I see that it's sold out, I put it up, you know, sold out. And this is right. the first year I, I was like, it's remarkable that there are still tickets. Left. I didn't understand why, but now I get it. So there are still. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And as people know, it is a premier food and wine event. I mean, wineries from all over California come, you know, to serve uh, wine for tastings at restaurants way beyond Manhattan Beach. You know, South Bay, Los Angeles restaurants come down to be a part of this. So it's a wonderful event. Um, And I encourage people, if your plans have changed or you didn't realize there were still Mm -hmm. tickets, grab a ticket and meet us all there. Tomorrow evening, it starts um, at 5 p.m. at the Country Club in Manhattan Beach. So there you go. That's what I've got for you. Nice. Okay. Excellent. Well, I guess it's time. Uh, We have a wonderful guest with us today that's going to talk with us about lots of exciting things, and we're really excited to have her with us. Jackie, who's our guest today? Our guest this morning is Jen Endicott of Endicott Coaching. Now, Jen is a professional coach who helps individuals set and achieve personal and professional goals. She also works with companies on increasing effective communication, team building, and improvement of workplace culture. Using her training in cognitive therapy, she teaches people to challenge negative thought patterns, which helps eliminate self-sabotaging behavior and ultimately changes their outcome results. She is an an unwavering optimist, a believer in people, and the ultimate cheerleader for others. Now, Jen received her undergraduate degree from Auburn University and went on to achieve her master's in counseling psychology at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. From the moment she took her first psychology class as an undergrad, she knew what her life's work was going to be. Her journey as a young therapist transitioned to being a full-time mom, moving her family across the country, rebuilding life after divorce, experiencing grief through the death of loved ones, rebuilding herself outside of mom roles and reentering the work world as a professional coach, she can honestly say she has experienced a lot. Life takes perseverance. It takes courage. It takes boldness to know when to be vulnerable and ask for help. It takes compassion for others, especially for yourself. Now, Jen's website is currently being revamped, so you can visit her Facebook page for now at uh, Endicott Coaching. And uh, this morning, we're going to learn about the services Jen offers and how she can assist you or your company. Welcome to the program, Jen. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Hi. Thanks for having me. That was a long introduction. That was more than I thought it was going to be. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the info. I will read it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're very, okay. very glad Thank to you. have you. Uh, Jen, this is this is something that's so timely today. I mean, we're, we're talking about, uh, we were just talking about helping members of the chamber understand media, and, and content is king is one of our favorite phrases. Uh, just creating content, and, you know, if you have a Facebook page and you just let it stay dormant, then it will never really attract new clients. You have to add content to that Facebook page, that Instagram, and that, uh, that website. You have to keep it fresh. And uh, these are things that, that I think a lot of clients don't understand about media and, and their businesses. But when it gets into their personal lives and their relationships with their clients and, and employees and so forth, then uh, you know the, the, the whole world of professional coaching is, is opens up. But First off all, Jen, we want to find out a little bit about you and your journey to this place. Where did you start in your professional life? What, where did you go to school? Okay, I went to Auburn University from the state of Alabama, um, and that is where I fell in love with psychology. The very first time I took a psychology class, I absolutely knew this is what I wanted to do the rest of my life. So I put myself on that trajectory and went to grad school, and I got a job as a therapist in a residential treatment center, and I worked there for seven years. It was extremely chaotic job. Um, I was on, ta- on call constantly, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it was very demanding, not a lot of pay, um, but I did it because I believed in it, and I loved what I was doing. Um, And then when I started having children at the age of 29, I um, 
was fortunate enough to work one more year, and then I got to become a full-time mom, which was fabulous. And just so you know, I had three kids in four years, so, you know, I was a busy, busy, busy person. So I say I, I quit work. I didn't actually quit work. I changed what my work was, basically. And I was out of the workforce for 18 years. And I think this is one of my issues that I really like to work with, especially women with, I think there's a lot of life transition issues that occur in women's life, especially with children and um, moving from work back into work. And that's what I had to do. So after 18 years of being completely out of the workforce, it was time for me to get back in the workforce because my kids are older. Um, Circumstances have changed and, So it's a little bit about how to rebuild myself as a professional again. And I think it was, it's been somewhat of a, not somewhat, it has definitely been a huge learning curve. And I feel like I have a lot of experience and can help other women, especially when it comes to reentering the workforce and trying to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Because hopefully there's a lot of it left. There's a lot to learn, a lot to do. So that's kind of the basic story of where, like, I I worked for seven years, and then I was off for 18, and now I'm back in the game and trying to figure everything out. Right, right. Wow. That's that's a lot. And and so for so many people in the South Bay in general and and around the country, this is a, a classic story, being out of the workforce for nearly 20 years and then reengaging. Did you, how did that happen? Actually, did, did someone say, you know, Jen, it's time. Did you decide that it was time? The kids, did they say, mom, get out there. (laughs) They said, get out. (laughs) No, it was a lot of, I mean, it was, I, I had gone through a divorce and it was just time to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. Because being a full-time mom takes a lot of your, Time, but the older the kids get, I started to feel like, what am I really doing? There's only so much tennis you can play, and that's just the truth. Yeah. You know, I needed yeah. to find a purpose again for myself because the kids were finding, starting to find, Lord knows they haven't found it yet, but they're starting to find their whole, you know, path to life, and it was time for me to do the same. So there was a lot of transition personal transition in my own life. And then it was more of a desire to offer something again to other people and to go back to what I love doing. And that was the journey in and of itself was figuring out, Mm -hmm. okay, this is going to be my next step, but what am I going to do? That was the big question. That was the larger question. What do I want to do? Um, and that's, and it's difficult. And I think it's a difficult place for that. A lot of women find themselves in whether out of necessity or just out of personal preference. Oh, you're not right. kidding. You're not kidding. I, you know, we're, we're at the age of my husband and I and our friends, um, just in the last couple of years, their kids have been graduating college and going off yeah. and, you know, living their own mm-hmm. lives. And boy, oh boy, I, I am meeting a ton of women that were stay at home moms and they literally, you know, some of them, some of them just haven't broken free yet. You know, they're kind of living for the spring break and the, the you know, the summertime right. and the Christmas break when the kids are home again. Um, but, you know, other people have been like, okay, you know, time to, you know, get, get back to my life, you know. And, and right. it's really, it's really interesting. That is, you know, it's such an interesting, where did you start? Where did you start? Where did I when, start? When, <laughs> Uh, no, no, yeah, I mean, not what that, Joe just asked about that. I mean, like, okay, the kids are off on their own. And then what? what is your first thing? Do you start working on a resume? Where, where, where does it start? Well, that is the process. That is, I, I started with a bunch of thoughts in my head. I knew one thing. I knew I did not want to go back to being a therapist. That is the one thing that I knew 110% because it just wasn't, it just didn't work for me, for me anymore. Um, and it was a journey. That was my journey, figuring out where to start. And honestly, I tried to sell stuff online. I tried to make other businesses. <laughs> I wanted to do something that was, quote, unquote, fun. You know, I, I didn't want seriousness. And so I kind of went that direction first. Uh, and my personality 
is I just kind of jump in and do stuff. I don't necessarily think it through, which I have learned mm-hmm. that I need to begin to, to think things through. Um, so I went through a lot of stuff, probably, probably for about a year, year and a half. I was trying different ventures, trying to do stuff online because everybody says anybody can make money online. It's easy to do stuff online. Just sell stuff yeah. online. <laughs> so I, I right. was like, hey, yeah. that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Um, and sadly, I wasted so much time not making any money online and not being successful. Yeah. And I actually met um, – do you, you, do you know meetups? Do you know the, the meetups? Yeah. Sure. yeah. Sure. You heard of that? Okay, yeah. So I actually went to this meetup, and this the meetup was supposed to be about um, how to find your life's purpose. And it was supposed to be a group. Like there was supposed to be 20 people there. And I was like, this is what I need. I need some direction and guidance. And I went, and I was literally the only person there. And the poor lady doing the meetup, you could tell she wanted to leave so badly. Like, you, you know, I, I was like, well, we really don't have to do this. And then this one other lady came in right at the last minute, and she was a social psychologist. I had never heard of that before. But she mm-hmm. would monitor online chats and she would try to like the psychology of the social world was kind of her her thing she says no I want to see you take Jen through this process and I want to see where she ends up and the lady that did the meetup and I both looked at each other like oh god like we're going to be here another hour and a half I really would rather go home Um, (laughs) I I, I, seriously I was like I can't believe I'm going to stay and do this but okay and I was really resistant towards it at the end of the hour and a half, um, both of them looked at me and said, why are you not helping people? That is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. And it, it hit, and I was like, I don't want to. You know, it wasn't that, it's not that I don't want to help people, but I, the, the thought of the job of doing that again was daunting yeah. to me. Um, mm. But she said, and, but it made me start thinking. And then she said, you can do this. It's not, it's not a problem. You don't have to be a therapist. There are other ways to go. And then that kind right. of led me to, to where I am. So, and then figuring out what kind of coach. So it was always a journey. It's always a process, always a journey. And I feel like I'm always learning and changing. And honestly, I feel like I have just now gotten my stride and know mm-hmm. exactly where I want my business to go and what I want to do. So, <clears throat> Jen, I would love for you to, to just give us the top three types of counselors that there are and then why you chose professional coaching versus for instance traditional therapy i chose it because i like the fact what speaks to me is that i see progress i guess that's the long and the short of it with Hmm. therapy and traditional you know counseling techniques people it typically takes a long time therapists tend to go back and deal with pain from the past or things from your past that you need to process and deal with that you've never dealt with. Coaching literally takes somebody right here today and you say, where do you want to be in 30 days? Where do you want to be in 60 days? And then we take, we do strategies. We make a plan. They have homework. I keep them on track. They have things that they need to do to reach their goal in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. And in that time, if they're doing what we say and they're following the plan, then they progress. And that's what I like. I like, I like actionable goals. I like seeing people do things. I like the, you know, I like results. It's results. 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 It it doesn't, you know, that's interesting. That's interesting because um, when I, when I originally sent the information for the show to Joe, I asked him, I said, what is the difference between therapy and coaching? And and when I thought about it, we were talking about it. And when I thought about it, I thought therapy, you know, for the most part, it's just people talking through their issues. A lot of talking, talking. And, right. you know, they make fun of it on TV and on the commercials and stuff where they're sitting there with a notepad. And, you know, you don't see – the therapists don't necessarily give them advice. You know what I mean? Right. It's like they listen and, right. and, and they'll be like, well, why do you think that is? You know, it's like the person in yeah. therapy – is the one doing all the work, um, but with coaching, it, it is it, it is what it sounds like. Coaching, you're you're actually, yeah. as you said, uh, creating your end goal. You know, coming up with an end goal, and and mm-hmm. and then working towards it. I like that. Right. Yeah, I like I do that too. Yeah. 
you know, therapy, No, I'm sorry. I, w- I was just thinking, you know, uh, professional coaching is more active versus passive because uh, as a computer scientist, um, I was uh, early on in my career when I was uh, just starting out with computers in high school, we studied Rogerian, the, the uh, Rogerian therapy, because that was mm-hmm. the kind of therapy that uh, a, a very famous computer program called ELISA was based on. You know, you type in, I love my mother, and the computer would respond, tell me more about your mother. And the computer would go on and on and on like that, but only picking out keywords. This was the Rogerian therapy uh, sort of tie, uh, style, and it could be, you know, it could be impersonated, for for lack of a better word, by a computer. But that's very passive. Active <laughs> engagement mm-hmm. is when you you ask someone, well, what are your top three goals, and then you with them analyze, well, you know, that goal, well, that's really a long-term goal. What are, what about more short-term goals? Let's, let's get down to what you're going to do today and tomorrow. And that's really active professional coaching. And that's wonderful. I I, I see the, 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 the contrast very, very clearly. Yeah. And it's, and it works even, I mean, in in so many instances, you can apply it, whether it's, um, you know, career goals, it, that's the professional part. But even women mm. who are going through a divorce or an extreme mm. emotional event in their life, a lot of times uh, mental clarity isn't there. And it's this kind of spinning around, like, I really don't know which direction I need to go. I'm just focused on the kids. And it's, you know, even if you have somebody that is going through um, a life transition or a life change, you can say, all right, well, what is something that you need to do for yourself, whether it's, you know, starting to work out three, four times a week, whether it is make a new, you know, make sure you go out and be social at least once a week. So there, it's not always professional. It can, it can absolutely 100% be personal as well. Um, and that's what I love about it because it, I, I like to move people forward. I don't like people spinning mm-hmm. their wheels and just kind of being stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. Joe, we need to do yeah. a, a station break real quick. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show, and we come to you on your favorite podcast uh, platform every week, uh, Thursday morning, 8 a.m. for uh, South Bay Spotlight, and Fridays, 8 a.m. for uh, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360 a very intimate portrait of a uh, Manhattan Beach Chamber member or some other event going on in Manhattan Beach that affects the business community. And uh, we'd love for you to share this with your friends and relatives and neighbors. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. and every Friday at 8 a.m., you can join us live or you can share us in podcasts. We're going to be available 24-7, 365. You can share us uh, at any time with anyone anywhere in the world. You can send uh, a link to a friend or relative in another state uh, or country. It doesn't matter. It's the Internet. So please join us, and we hope to see you uh, uh, on a podcast soon. Um, now, Jackie? Yes. Well, Jen, um, I'm guessing – I'm just taking a wild guess here because you're on – the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach 360, that you're based in Manhattan Beach, that your business is based in Manhattan Beach. And yes. Wild guess, wild guess, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and um, I'm just curious, uh, well, how much, how much work do you do just within Manhattan Beach, or are you on the road all the time? Are you, are you leaving the bubble all the time? No. Who leaves the bubble? So, no, right now I do not leave the bubble. So my business is very local within the South Bay um, through all the cities. I do a lot of work in Redondo Beach, Hermosa, um, and up in PV. Um, So, no, so I'm I'm a local gal, so that's what I'm doing. I can tell you're a local gal. Yeah, I'm going to... 
jump yeah. in because I I think there's you know there's so what Jen does and what she provides uh, for women and for men um, is such a poignant um, service these days because I think there are so many people who get stuck. You don't have to have a life trauma, you know, to be reentering the workforce or getting, you know, or moving to another career. But I think there are so many people in that position. Um, and I mean, I, I reentered the, you know, the workforce when I was getting divorced and I'm, I, I would have been a perfect um, client. Candidate. For yeah. Mm-hmm. A candidate, you know, in the day, because I think Jen and I met actually about ten years ago. Yeah. I think we were kind of both getting divorced, and yeah. um, I, you know, I right before that, I knew. I was getting a little tired of volunteering my life away. I mean, I was volunteering 20, 25 <laughs> yeah. hours a week, and, not, and I know everybody's laughing, and not getting paid, you know. Yeah. And, mm-hmm, and I wasn't mm-hmm. volunteering to get paid. But after years and years of doing that um, and serving your family and your kids and you know, choosing to be a stay-at-home mom and do all that and be involved in the community, at a certain point you're like, okay, it might be nice to, you know, add a little, you know, monetary value to what you're doing. And, and mm-hmm. then in my case, I, you know, ended up, you know, I, uh, you know, getting divorced and then I needed to go back to work. And I, I was very stuck and I didn't really know my worth um, and where to right. insert myself yeah. back into the workforce. Because when I exited um, the workforce, so I had worked for the Estee Lauder Corporation for 12 years. I pretty much was out of the workforce for 12 years being a stay-at-home mom. But when I exited, the, the thing called the Internet was just starting. I mean, cell phones were still – they weren't cell phones. They were car phones. They were in the car, right. you know. Uh, we had internal kind of database work programs on an old weird computer um, that, you know, unless you were someone like Joe, computer science, you know, with you mm. really didn't know computer technology and how to use basic programs. And, you know, maybe mm. through volunteer work, I'd done a little bit of a, you know, a Word document here or an Excel spreadsheet there, you know, with a lot of pain and agony probably. But I didn't, you know, yeah. I, I I, I exited before all of that. And so I had to kind of go, well, I don't have those skills. And I know what I was good at 12 years ago when I left at the kind of, you know, at the top of my game then, but where do I start back if I'm not a, um, have a trade, like yeah, I'm, a, I'm not a dental hygienist or I'm not a doctor or, or an attorney right. or something or a real estate agent. I didn't know where to start. And then to be able to have the flexibility to still raise my kids and take them to practices and take them up from school and all that stuff. And so I, and to Jen's point earlier too, when, you know, I, I started trying to enter in back part-time, but I was also getting divorced at the same time. And, you know, I think most people who go through divorce or any type of life trauma like that, you kind of have this mental, emotional paralysis in a way. And you go through phases where you are very stuck and you're stunned because you're, you're surviving, you're, you're raising your kids, you're so busy, but you're trying to improve yourself and get back out there. And you have, it's hard. It's almost like this mental block. There's, I used to say, I feel like I'm, I've been stung by a bee almost. I'm kind of just frozen and I didn't know where to go. And, um, I'm Jen, I'm, you know, I'm sure you see that all the time. And I I didn't even know a professional coach existed, you know, 10 years ago. And I would have been a perfect candidate for it because it would have helped. I don't think they did. I don't don't think they they did exist uh, 10, 15 years ago. Um, Again, I think the only option back then was therapy. You know, you'd have to, and then you'd have to realize you were stuck in a rut and you'd have to get yourself to a therapist. But it's interesting (laughs) you say that, Kelly, because, a lot of times volunteerism, you know, a lot of the women I know, volunteering many times leads to other paths, other careers. And one of the yeah. big ones is like a lot of people, you know, you, you were very active in your kids' schools and stuff. You know, people like to go, go on, onto the school board, you know, you know, they might start in a PTA and then get more actively involved and go into a school board. And from there, they jump into local politics, you know. So hmm. there, there are different uh, 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 paths. Um, that that do come out of volunteerism, but I completely I, what you, your just, story you just told, I totally get it. Yeah, you know, yeah, trying oh, to monetize it is is difficult because I I agree with you, and I did all that volunteering, and I did you know I was the top fundraiser for the Ed Foundation in those days, I'm top, 
you know. <laughs> and it, that's actually how I got my first job. I sat down after giving a speech at a big donor meeting, and the only seat available was next to a business owner um, and that I kind of knew through kid activities. And she, when I sat down, she whispered to me, you need to come work for me. And I'm there like, you go. Uh, mm. Bingo, because I actually I'm looking for a job. <laughs> and that's how right. I started back. And then that led to my downtown job, which led to my job now, you know. But, but yes. Suck, right. Suck was my middle name so many times. You know, so uh, right. Jen, I think I think the first time I met yeah. you was like uh, over wine at a girlfriend's house or something, yes. and we, we were introduced. You know, and yes. Yes. Uh, I wish we, you know, I think we both helped each other, but it was like a, you know, right. I, I I definitely could have used uh, professional coaching. And but also, by the way, now it, it's like sometimes even when you get your career going, then you relaunch yourself. Um, there are times right. when I often think to myself because I'm I'm a doer, I'm achiever. What's my next step? How can I improve myself? It doesn't mean I'm leaving my current position. It means maybe what is the next level? How can I take myself professionally to another level? And I can right. I can imagine you help with that also, Jen. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And one thing that you said that um, hit home with me, and I think it's one of the most important parts of all of this topic, is finding your worth again as somebody outside of just being a mom, quote unquote. And that is something that I struggled with as well. I knew I was really, I was a really good therapist, but then I hadn't practiced for a long time and finding that self-esteem and confidence that I still know what I'm doing, even though I haven't practiced in 18 years, I still know that I'm good at what I do. That is a huge part of the struggle. I think for anybody. Mm. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Finding your worth. Yes. Yeah. No. Now, is, now there, yeah. now there are all sorts of, you know, as you said, ten years ago there wasn't this, but now, and there, there are a bunch of different terms for it, names for it, but uh, it comes down to the same thing. It, it just reminds me of a, um, I know a woman that, again, started her own company, and it's called uh, Repurpose Your Purpose, and this is for people that are in one job, stuck in a job, and they don't want to be there anymore, so. It's, you know, again, coaching is where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And that's right. uh, there are uh, repurposing your purpose. <laughs> that's another yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it takes action. Do, yeah. yeah. How do you, so uh, let's just walk through. If I came to you and said, you know, Jen, I'm stuck. And I mm-hmm. just, I, I, I'm a little burnt out or I'm, I need a refresh. Um, you know, I love my job, but sometimes, I just want more. Uh, you know, where would you start with someone like that? We start, you always, well, you have to know where they want to go and why. And the why is always the most important. Most times if people are coming to me, they already know kind of where they want to go. They know that uh, I want to, you know, move up in my company by the end of this year, or I literally want to change jobs. I can't do this. Or I just, you know, want to be a manager, they kind of have a goal already in mind. Sometimes it's a larger goal that may take years to get to. So my job really is helping them break it down to the smaller goals and the smaller steps that are going to help them get where they want to go. So the important things, most of the time they come to me and they already kind of have a why or aware, like they, this is where I want to get. And if where they want to get is going to take two years, then we break it down into what is the very first step. And then we break down break it down even further. So what what steps are going to get you to that first little hurt the first hurdle? And then you make the plan. And the plan is a fluid thing. It's not something that is set in stone because you're dealing with human beings and it's, you know, it, it's just how it is. Um and so we work the plan and I my goal is to, or my job is to keep them as close to the plan as possible and then help them re retweak the plan when need be and the goal is just to to have the plan and then the why as i said is always the most important thing why do you want to make this change why do you want to achieve this because that is the thing that's going to keep everybody going when times are difficult or they're struggling and they kind of lose their you know the, the excitement of everything goes away so you always have to have a very strong why i gotta ask you jen i gotta ask you yeah how how frustrating is it when you work with somebody and they just don't take the advice, they just, you know, they come to you for help, but then they don't, they don't utilize it. I only ask this right. because I, I have a couple of friends 
that, you know, come to me for advice. And I've been watching them for years. I know exactly what's going on. But I'm not going to say anything until they ask for advice. And then eventually they ask for advice, and you give them the advice, and then they ignore you. What do you do? <laughs> well, I say, you know what? One, you're paying me. So you might want to listen to ah. what I'm saying. Get something out of your money. But um, that is part of the process. It is part of the process because you set up this, the, these weekly things, these weekly milestones that these people have to do. And sometimes it's overwhelming and it's a lot for them. So you have to account for that in their whole process. Some people are high achievers and will do absolutely everything at one time um, and they're on it. Other people, it's a struggle to get the daily schedule down or the things that can benefit them. And it's, that is all part of the process and the journey that everybody has to go through. And it's a lot of mindset work and it's a lot of keeping them on track and a lot of reminding them why they're doing this. Okay. But but it's part of the process. That begs the question. So as you just said, some people are get up and go. You want me to do this? Boom, boom, boom. Check off the list. And there are other people that just take forever to get moving and to get anything done. Mm -hmm. So in effect, Mm -hmm. do people really change? Like, do do people, you know, because you always hear, you always, you know, in the movies and on TV and even in conversations, you know, people, people don't change. At their, base, at their basic being, people don't change. But do, in your experience, do people change? Yes, absolutely. And it actually, that's actually a very hot topic nowadays of having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Uh, in the past, that was kind of what everybody thought and what research thought is that we're born with what we're born with and that's just who we are and how we are. But it's been shown lately that everybody can have a growth mindset, excuse me, if you are willing to learn different ways of thinking. So it's all about the thought process and how you think. And what we're learning now is that you can actually change the way you think. And it takes, it takes practice for sure. It is not something that is easy, but no, people absolutely, I believe 110% people can absolutely change. So you can take a grouch and make them into <laughs> an optimist, a fairly, a fairly content person. If, yeah, well, if they want yeah. to be, if they want to be, if they want to be that, right? Exactly. If they're willing to put in the work and do what's necessary to change their own mindset and their own thinking patterns, then, yeah, I believe you actually absolutely can. He may not be the best optimist in the entire world, but he may be um, more optimistic. Did I say he? Did I say he? I didn't say he. I felt like I said he. I don't know oh. if I said he. I was just I was thinking in general. Yeah. I was just thinking in yeah, general. In general. Yeah. In general. Uh, okay. Jen, I, I, Jen, I have one for you. Sure. I, I – have a lot of things that I want to do that I think that I have good sort of strategies for, but I want someone else to do all that work. I, I want a personal <laughs> assistant. <laughs> and yeah, I don't want to say That's a different job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not what I uh, do. So. <laughs> how, how do I find more time in the day to get stuff done when I really just want to focus on the things that I'm good at instead of all that what, other stuff that you have right. to do to get now, things I, done. Yeah. I think that is something that I have learned. I have had to learn as well because I struggle with being productive and doing the things that I don't necessarily want to do during a day. For me, the only mm-hmm. thing that has worked and it, it quite surprised me that I actually do this is I have a planner uh, and I write out my day and I do it in the morning, every morning, except on the weekends. And it makes me, it holds me accountable to the tasks that I need to do because not everything is fun in this world. And as human beings, we like things to be fun. Most of the time we don't want to do things that are not necessarily, you know, the most exciting things. So for me, that's what works for me is writing literally everything down. And I typically put the things I don't want to do or the things that I know are going to be more stressful or just um, things I'm going to have to push myself to do. I put them at the first of the day. And, mm-hmm. and then once if I get through like the first one or two things that in my head I have 
labeled them as difficult and I complete them, I already feel like I've been a success for that day. And then the other mm-hmm. things that come more natural to me, I do, you know, later on, and then it's easier. Um, and because I have always struggled with, I wouldn't, I, not necessarily being productive, but I have always allowed myself in the past to be a little bit unstructured during my day and kind of do whatever I wanted to do. And I think that's just something of being not at work for 18 years because our day as a mom or my day as moms was always, you had to be, you had to be on your toes. You had to be fluid. You had to deal with whatever came at you. There was some structure, but there was always this flexibility that had to be built in. So part of me going back into the world workforce was me learning to structure so that I could be productive instead of saying, you know what, I'm just going to do that tomorrow. It's going to wait. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I do. I try to I try to to prioritize and put the most difficult things first. You know, that's funny you say that, Jen. I do the same thing. Only I, I mean, I don't do a list. I mean, I am a list maker, but I, I don't do a daily planner like you do. But when those mm-hmm. things there are a couple of things, you know, there's not much in my life. You know, there's maybe two or three <laughs> things that that to me are yeah. are kind of unpleasant, you know, and I'm like, you know something, the minute it's there, I, I do it, I do it, I get it out of the way, yeah. it's done, it's not hanging over my head, that is so important, and it's the people yeah. that procrastinate Joe on that stuff, uh. that, <laughs> that that have a hard time getting anything done, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is turning into, yeah. this is turning into like a, a regular therapy session, everybody. Yes, it is, it is, but it's okay, professional I have to coaching. Ask, Professional coaching. Yeah. I have to ask you something, Jen. Now, as Kelly mentioned earlier, um, you know, ten years ago, this field didn't exist. Now, are are universities now offering classes in this specific area? Um, no. Or, um, any no, not really. Stuff? There are there are trainings. Like there are schools that do training specifically for coaching. So they're kind of their own little entities now, and coaching mm-hmm. uh, the profession of coaching is actually starting to be governed by a body like in the state of California um, you know all therapists have to be licensed and they're they're kind of ruled by a governing board and coaching is definitely going into leaning into that that realm so it's it's good to have if you're looking for a coach I would go with a licensed coach because there are good licensed coach now but basically anybody can call themselves a coach uh, that's why it's mm-hmm. important to see where their training was, what their background is, so you can see who you're who you're going to get. Um, because it's more important than just you connect with them, because it, <clears throat> it is a skill based profession, and so you need oh, to know well, that you're with somebody that's qualified. Uh, well, first off, I've met a couple of those people, and uh, th- I can tell you right now yeah. they weren't qualified. Um, the right. other thing is, <laughs> I would imagine, I would imagine that. Um, even you know, even you you went to school, you you became a professional therapist, you're a licensed therapist. Yeah, this is completely yeah. different than therapy. You know, so you got to be taught. Um, you you ha- I mean, I would imagine that very soon, schools will be offering uh, education in this specific area because it's completely different from therapy. You're not just sitting there yeah. letting a person through their problems. You're actually you're actively advising them. Right. Yes. And there are very good schools out there right now. They're just not attached to universities yet. They're kind of their own separate schools, but there are very good schools out there and very good programs. I don't know. Sometimes I think, sometimes I think I'd be, I'd be a good coach, but I'm sure it would be too much. (laughs) I would get get so upset when people didn't do exactly as I said, you know, (laughs) yeah, I think I think that's a big reason why we didn't have children. <laughs> you know, JP and I are the same way. You know, we will order people around and do it the way I say to do it. But if you don't, it's 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 not a good end. Yeah, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, Kurt. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, having children children are the best coaches around, huh, Jen? Uh, they they, yeah, they train you very quickly. <laughs> yes, yeah. Exactly. You learn to be flexible. And, that's for sure. Yeah, well, that's a skill set in itself, you know. Um, Anyway, um, so, Jen, give us um, contact info, email, phone number, website. Okay, in that process, 
as as Jackie was just pointing out, we want all your contact info so people can can get in touch with you. But give us your top three or four. You can do this without me if you want to. Tips for people to to say get themselves started on getting more organized, uh, finding sure. their their quote unquote worth or value. Give us give us some tips, and then we want all your contact information and and so forth. Okay. All right. Put me on the spot here. Great. Um, <laughs> the biggest tip. Let's see. The biggest tip for getting started on your own. First and foremost, I think you have to clarify what you want to do, because if you don't have that what, then you're not going to get anywhere. So do free writing. Think about things that, you know, write down 20 things that you really want to do in the next 30 days, next 60 days, and then narrow it down to the top two or three. Um, That would be step Mm -hmm. number one. Step number two look up how to create a SMART goal. And those SMART is all capitalized, um, and that will help you. You can get them on the Internet. That will help you take one of your goals and make it into a goal that's achievable. If you follow the SMART goal format, um, and you can do that completely on your own. So take your, your number one goal, put it into the SMART goal format, and then make your plan and then follow through. And the big, I guess, tip number three or four, maybe both, would be support. Nobody does anything in this right. world alone, whether it is friends, family, uh, Facebook groups, um, tennis teams, uh, you know, church groups, whatever. We all have to have support. Right. We have to have motivation and encouragement. So find a group that supports you and then do it. Right. Now let's, let's just give people uh, the SMART is an acronym, and let's give people yes. those five things that the SMART goal is and just one idea about each one. So SMART, specific, right? Yes. Yes. Specific. So Measurable. Go on. Go on. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So an uh, example for uh, SMART would be specific. I want, to, I want to work out four times a week for the next 30 days. Mm. SMART goal. Mm. I mean, that's specific. Measurable. Yes. How are you going to measure it? Yeah. You're going to measure it because I'm going to work out four times a week. So f- the four times is easily measurable because, you know, mm. you either do it or you don't, right? And somebody else can mm. tell. When it comes to the measurable part, that is if somebody else can look at you and know you're doing it. Mm. Right. Next. Or or someone, what do Next. they call it? A, uh, an accountability partner can look at yes. what you're doing and say, that's, that's good. You, you measured, you, you, you set a goal. It's measurable. And I saw you do it. Right. What's exactly. next? A. What attainable. How are you going to know if it's attainable or not? Um, you're going to know it's attainable because it's four times. It's specific. And you personally feel like you can work out four times a week. So you, you feel like it's not unreasonable. Unreasonable would be I'm going to work out two hours, seven days a week for 30 days. That is unreasonable and pretty much probably unattainable. So make sure you, it's doable for you. Um, and then relevant, Why this is the why. What is your why? Why is it relevant in your life? Why do you need to do this? I need to do this because I'm out of shape. I'm uh, starting to have health problems. It's important for my health. I want to be healthy for my family, my kids, myself. So make sure it's relevant. That's the why because that will keep you going when you don't want to do one of your workouts. And then time-based, which is pretty straightforward. We said 30 days. We said four days a week. So at the end of 30 days with that example, somebody will know if you have achieved your goal or not. Right, right. And you can okay, break it down and use this formula. Right. Okay. We only have contact. a minute contact left. Information. I want to get contact information. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, phone number is 310-406-4515. My email is jen at endicottcoaching.com. Jen at endicottcoaching.com. Yeah. People can find you on right. Facebook right now because your website's being redone. Right, the, and then just um, Jen Endicott, Endicott Coaching on Facebook is my professional page. And then on Instagram, it's Jen Endicott.coaching. 
All right. Jen and Well, you need to know. All right, yeah. wrap us up. Wrap this up, Joe. Wrap up our week. What a great, what a great uh, show this has been, Jen, because uh, so many people are searching for a better, you know, you or better them. They're mm-hmm. they're searching for uh, being okay. better, uh, not just at what they do, but but finding what they really want. So thank you so much right. for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Thank you. Told and you. thank you, Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, See, Kelly. She said it. It was fun. She learned yeah. Yes, thank you. Have to, a wonderful to, weekend. To tell the truth with uh, Kelly Stroman, <laughs> to tell the truth with Kelly Stroman. Wonderful. And, of course, thank you, Jackie. Always a pleasure, Joe. Have a great weekend. Great show, great weekend coming up. Uh, We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.